does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. On Monday, I got to hang with this longtime friend of mine. And as I have done for many games this season, I'll get to spend a couple hours with him. And as he always does, he outdresses me every time. Probably a better basketball player, too. In fact, I know that's the case because for 20 years, he was the all-time leading rebounder as the as an IUPUI Metro and then Jaguar. These days, you best know him as the head coach of the Ben Davis Giants. And he joins us now. It is Don Carlisle. Good afternoon, my friend. How you doing? How you doing, Greg? I'm good. I'm good. Um, you've known how special this group has been for some time. But to finally be here and kind of now take this in all week, still three days left before you play the state championship game, what have these last couple of days been like for you and your team? Busy. Um, <laughs> pre- preparation, you know, a lot all the things that come along with uh, making a run like this and being a part of uh, – state championship game but it's been a good busy it's been a good busy for us and uh, we're excited for the opportunity but you guys are on spring break both this week and next is that correct that is correct so so what does that do for you in terms of preparation time you spend with the team things like that i try to keep things as much the same as i can so we practice around the same time that we that we usually do um we still lift and do the same things that we would do um, regularly throughout the week. So um, it looks about the same for us as it does, it would if we were on spring break or not. One of the things that you and I, you know, talked about on, on Monday when we got together at the state finals meeting, you said, hey, one of the things I've got to do is make sure these guys keep, you know, two feet on the ground and, and, and not get cut up in all of this attention. And frankly, the attention has been big on this group as these wins without a loss continue to pile up. How have you done that during the course of this season? By doing that myself, you know, sometimes, <laughs> you know, you can uh, – there's times, you know, some people talk about the size of the school and all those things. None of that matters when you uh, step out on the court. Um, you got to come out and play, and especially when you play at a school like Ben Davis, you get everyone's best shot every time you step out. So uh, we've been able to um, just lean on the tradition that we have and and <clears throat> continue to, to keep the kids humbled enough to understand that it, you know, in 2019, we went to a state championship, but in, in that very next year, we lost in the first round in sectional. So, um, as, as fast as you as you can descend, you can you can descend that same with that same amount of speed. So, um, just understanding that right now, if you lose, you, you play a bad game, you don't you don't come with your best effort. It could be the last time, and I mean, it'd be it'll be the last time for everyone at this point. So we made it to the last week. Um, so. That's not missed by me, myself, nor the team, uh, my staff. We all know that it's hard to get here and it's hard to, to, to be able to, to get a win and you know down at Gamebridge. So um wanna make sure that I mention um the Pacers, um the fever and Gamebridge Field Fieldhouse. We're thankful for the opportunity to be able to get down there and play. There are a lot of guys that I'm sure that, that you rely on and are mentors to you. I happen to know the guys you played high school basketball and college basketball very well. So how much of, of, of in a practice, in a game, in just talking with your players, do you hear yourself say something and go, man, that sounds like something Coach Woody would say? Or, man, that sounds like something Coach Hunter would say? 
Well, you know, I'm at Ben Davis, so um, definitely lean on a lot of things that I learned here from Coach Whitty. Um, excellence is a choice is a big thing that he would say a lot. And, um, some of my kids get tired of hearing you, you get you get bitter or you get better. Um, there's no no one's gonna give you anything. So uh, I lean on all my experiences, not just from those guys, but but definitely uh, Coach Hunter and Coach Coach Whitty are two of the big influences, especially with some of some things that I do defensively here at Ben Davis. I learned here with Coach Whitty. Um, that matchup zone, I learned I learned a lot from Coach Hunter. So, um, and just how to be a black man, and you know, going and going along in this field and trying to figure out how to how to be how to be great all the time. I learned that from Coach Hunter. So, um, just figuring out as a how do I put my spin on the things that I learned from them, and that's kind of what you get with me. I know that Coach Hunter is not as busy as he would like to be this time of year, despite mm-hmm. having by far his best year at Tulane the last four years. Any chance that Ron and Amy and family are coming back to Indianapolis this weekend? I haven't talked to him. Uh, we spoke a little bit. Um, he sent me a text congratulating me on the year and all the things that's kind of been going on. I sent him those same congratulations. He won his 500th game uh, this year at Tulane. So I um, told him I was just happy to be a, be a part of a small piece of the success that he's had over the years. So. Um, I, I spent a little time on the phone with him talking about those things, but I haven't talked to he, him or his family about coming back to, to watch the champ, state championship game. All right, I will call him as soon as the show's over. Okay, duly noted. You've got more, you're busy. I'll, I'll take care of reaching out uh, to, to, to Coach Hunter about that. So many people, when, when it t- comes talking about a post player or a big man in this game, are going to immediately go to Flory Badunga, and certainly understandably mm-hmm. so. But you have an all star post player as well. Um, I guess it's hard to single out one guy, but I'll at least ask you about Zane. Where to begin to describe what he has meant to your team these last two or three years? He's been great, man. Zane, is uh, he gives us a presence on the inside on offense and definitely the rim protector on defense. But we're able to, to play a little faster than other people because we know that Zane's behind us protecting the rim. So um, he's a big key to what we do and the success that we've had over the last two or three to four years. So, um, even as a freshman, he, we brought him up, and he didn't, he didn't play freshman basketball for us. He was on JV and varsity as a freshman, um, and we've been working hard. I know Coach Coach Courtney James did a great job uh, as well as the other coaches, but Courtney works, you know, with the big. So he did a great job with Zane. He did a great job with all the post players that we had, but uh, we've had over the years. But uh, Zane definitely a, is a, a key component to to Ben Davis basketball and our successes. You've got this great seven-man senior class. I'm going to ask you about the sophomore and how he interacts with the seniors. I think back to mm-hmm. when you were in the state championship game four years ago, Carmel starting four seniors and a freshman in Pete Suter. Mm-hmm. One of the things that, that our great friend Ryan Osborne said at the time, he goes, what I like about Pete is that while he's good enough to play with the seniors, he hasn't forgotten the freshman, the guys he's going to be playing with the next two or three years. How have your mm-hmm. seniors kind of taken in Mark Zachary, the sophomore, who joined the lineup kind of in midseason and what's that dynamic like? Well, you know, Mark Mark is interesting because he, he played a lot as a freshman. Right. He started a lot of games as a freshman as well, so he played with those guys as juniors as a freshman. So, I mean, it's seamless when it comes to him. He does what he's supposed to do. He's a great teammate. And, you know, he'll give up his own, what he, what he feels he needs to do for himself for the, for the good of the team. So it's always great to have those type of guys and uh, gives an extra defender and a ball handler. So... 
he did a great job for us this year. All right. Obviously, you have you can rely on a game that is nearly four months old at this point, but you played them as in Kokomo on December the third in Brownsburg. Mm-hmm. Very competitive game. How much do you take from that game and, and kind of use that in preparation for this one? It was early. Yeah. Um, and they were down spear, uh, Spears then playing that game. So uh, they're a different bunch that they haven't lost in 23 as well as we haven't. So, um, you know, there's some confidence there because you have played the team. We saw we saw what they do and, uh, and we were able to come out uh, with a victory. But at the same time, you know, we know this, that it's a different game uh, that will be played on Saturday night. And we'll be we'll be ready. Um, either way, win or, lo- win or lose, win or, you know, if we'd have won that game in December, if we, which we did, if we lost that game, we would prepare um, to try to win on Saturday, regardless of that. Whatever happened in, in December. A couple of quick things, we'll let you go. Don Carlisle, head coach of the Ben Davis Giants, number one team in Indiana, number ten or number nineteen nationally, depending if you're looking at Max Preps, ESPN, whatever the case may be. Again, they've got one more game to play against a formidable foe, Kokomo, on Saturday night. I'm thrilled to have the television coverage of that game coming up at eight fifteen on the IHSAA Champions Network. Um, you could be the fifth or sixth, depending on how things play out Saturday, person to have won a state champ championship as a player and then do it as a head coach so what is it like to go through this experience knowing you've been there and and lived through it as a player what's it like doing it again some 27 years later in a completely different role man as a 44 year old man i i mean i remember winning but like these experiences that you that you kind of go through especially as an adult a lot different than what you experience as a player so uh for me um, yeah, we've been here before, and like, like I said, we came here. We came in 2019. I've been wearing my runner-up ring all week, just to kind of remind me. <laughs> to remind me, I, of course, I didn't put runner-up on the ring. I put state finalist. Sure. But, uh, um, just as, as a quick reminder, I remember sitting, and one of my um, JV assistants talked to me, saying, "Why are you watching this? I want to remember it." Yep. You know what I mean? So, like, there, I sat and watched Ryan them cut down the nets, and with Carmel, Ryan, me, and Carmel. Uh, cut down the nets and celebrate after we lost uh, watching my seniors uh, with their emotions that you go through, especially after coming as far as we did and having that type of big game. Um, losing the first quarter, but, lose, but winning the last three and still losing the game. So um, all that, all those type of emotions run through your mind when you, when you kind of come back and you have a second opportunity, second chance. So it's big for me. Um, and I, under, I understand that it's going to be big for the kids. I'm just trying to keep, like you, like I told you uh, the other day, two feet on the ground, man, understand that these uh, opportunities don't come as often as we've been able to, to do it because I know it's some really, really good coaches that have been there maybe once or no time. So for us to be able to do it two times in five years, it's a credit to my staff and the kids and the hard work that, that they put in over these years. Now, with those two feet on the ground, you're going to have, a, I'm sure, a great pair of shoes and a great suit that goes along with it. So uh, are you are you getting something new for the sidelines on Saturday? Are you going with, with, a, with a classic standby from during the year? You know, it's a big game. <laughs> it's a big game, Greg. So I'm going to come a little bit different, man. I, I, got, I got something already, of course. And uh, it'll be new, but it won't be anything outrageous. It'll just be something that'll look good, so... 
Um, I do have a new one though. All right. Now, who is who is your suit guy? Because I'm, 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 you know, I may try to pattern my stylings, you know, after DC. So you want to give some props to your suit guy? You want to keep that on the down low so nobody else can Al, look as cool Al's as you. Modern clothing. Al's modern clothing. He's out on uh, in Castleton, right in right in front of the mall, 82nd Street. So he has a shop there, man. He does a great job. You can go there, get tailored, get the suit, get tailored, get your suit, get your, get your shoes, get your. Uh, the socks, he has everything there, so you don't have to go another place. You know how my brain works. He got that plug for free. Next year, when we have you on ISC, Al's going to be the coach's sideline sponsor. We're going to get Al's on those there broadcasts uh, a year from now. Buddy, I am so happy for you. I look forward to seeing you in that new suit on Saturday. Best of luck on Saturday night. Enjoy these next couple of days. Thanks. I appreciate it. You got it. Don Carlisle, again, joining us. And, and I have known Don dating back now for 22 years. Don's senior year at IUPUI was my first year of doing the radio for the IUPUI Jaguars. And so um, for those of us of the IUPUI ilk, high school state finals has been a pretty good run these last five years. Ryan Osborne's been there three times. Don Carlisle's been there twice. And I've been fortunate enough to be on the call of all of those games over the course of the last few years as well. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. It's Scott Agnes of Fieldhouse Files that joins us now. Hello, my friend. How are you? Yeah, good afternoon, Greg. Good to be on with you. All right. I, I think the first question that we get to ask about the Pacers in any setting is, is Tyrese Halliburton playing tonight? It's technically, so he's been upgraded to questionable after being out for the last while with an ankle sprain suffered about a week ago, apparently in practice. But they rule him as questionable. I don't think we'll see him, but that's the official word from the team. All right. Um, now let's get to the crux of the matter again. Whether whether it's by choice or not, again, with two and a half games back of the last playoff spot with ten games left to go, it's possible, not probable, that this team is a playoff team. How do you view the importance of making the playoffs, again, hashtag playoff, play-in games, or not making the playoffs for this team? Yeah, for one, I can't get with calling the play-in right. tournament part of the playoffs. Right. Purely because the NBA doesn't even account statistics as part of the playoffs. They don't even count as regular season. <laughs> They're kind of lost into space. I haven't figured that one out yet, but I don't believe it's very important, Greg. I think it's most important right now. Uh, to use the word Rick Carlisle dropped a couple games ago, and I like it and we'll be writing about it, this is the exploratory phase. This is trying to figure out once and for all this season over these final ten games, five at home, five on the road exactly what they got who works well with each other maybe give some confidence to some of the these young guys going into the offseason like a guy like Jalen Smith who's 
who's perked up a little bit here in recent games. And, and, you know, as he kind of battles for playing time with Isaiah Jackson at that backup five spot, but I, I don't see any real value in a play in berth, uh, you know, one game and maybe you're done. I mean, you look at, if Tyrese Halliburton in completely healthy, Miles Turner's dealt with lower back soreness and other things out there. I think it's most important, big picture, Greg, for the team to uh, get a good draft pick here for the third straight year and then hopefully be done with it. Remember, because before three years ago, this franchise was the model of consistency. They had reached the postseason like 29 of 35 years. Incredible. Something the Kings would appreciate, a team that has not been in the playoffs until this upcoming year since 2006. But now, while you're bad, there's no point of being average bad. You might as well uh, you know, try to get a good draft pick. And there's a variety of ways of doing that. And I think right now, with the team prioritizing these younger guys in how they play guys and finish games and such, uh, there's a lot to be learned and gained, I think, from this final 10-game stretch. But in the big picture, I don't see much value of a playing tournament. If they make it, great. But I'm not risking health. I'm not playing guys 40-plus minutes to try to do so. Other than guys who are kind of contract fillers or two-way players, let me roll through quickly people players whose contract expires after this year, and then I'll get to my question. Goga Batadze, George Hill, James Johnson, Serge Ibaka, O'Shea Brissett, Terry Taylor, one of those guys never played for the Pacers. A couple of those guys no longer play for the Pacers. Um, yeah. uh, in other words, what I'm getting to is this. There is the obvious draft pick, whether the Pacers are drafting 1, 5, 14, etc. That player will come in and make this team look different. Now, with with kind of those – with the, everybody else is still under contract for next year or for many years after that. How does this group look different next year than they did this season? Yeah, so for one, I think I'd start with the t- the two key rookies in Benedict Matherin and Andrew Nemhard because coming off this year, uh, this they've already played basically two college basketball seasons, right? And then some, going on game 73 here. So for one, I think they'll enjoy a relaxing break after really the year that was with the pressure of the draft and then summer league and all of that. And I think they can really get to work in the weight room and, and understanding you know, what it takes to be in this league now that they've gone through it for a year. I think Tyrese entering year four uh, will be even a, a, even a better player there. I think Miles, uh, and he'd be another player. I'd be curious if he finishes out the season, Greg. And going back to your previous question, I wouldn't be opposed to the team holding out Halliburton for the rest of the year. I think that's a conversation they have to be having. Same goes for Miles Turner. But um, a, a guy you really want to see finish strong here is a guy that right now is a, a fringe, whether he's playing or not, is Chris Duarte. He's probably had the most disappointing season and in large part due to injury. So he's a guy that you'd really like to finish this year strong and have a better year going into next year. But you throw in that lottery pick, you see some of these young guys get better. You see, you know, Isaiah Jackson and Jalen Smith, I think a little bit more confident in themselves and how they fit within Rick Carlisle's system, having been there for more than a year now. That's where you're better off. And then on top of that, you have two newcomers-ish in Aaron Neesmith and in Jordan Wara this season who are really maximizing this this fresh opportunity. They're lottery picks that weren't playing much in their previous situation. Now they are, and I, I think they've those two have had really good seasons. So all of that combined 
adding another lottery pick should push you forward, I think, back into the playoff conversation next year. All right, I'm literally going – I'm not going to read salary amounts here, but these are guys who are going to under contract next year. And frankly, sure. not all of these – again, there's not enough room for all of these guys to be here. My, there is under the cap, not in terms of actual playing time. Miles Turner, Buddy Heald. Daniel Tice, you would imagine potentially he's moved elsewhere. Maybe, maybe not. T.J. McConnell, Benedict Matherin, Jalen Smith, Tyrese Halliburton, Chris Duarte, Aaron Neesmith, Jordan Wara, Isaiah Jackson, Andrew Nemhard. These are all guys that have gotten some level of playing time and proven mm-hmm. to be capable NBA players. And as I count those numbers out loud, I think that's 10 or 11 dudes of that group who's not here next year. Yeah, I think you you need to probably decide on one of the young bigs in Isaiah Jackson and Jalen Smith. I think it's kind of repetitive to keep going back and forth into next year with them right now. I very much could see Daniel Tice being part of this. and they, He might be that backup center. That's what he would be right now, except they're prioritizing those younger guys. Sure. So, Greg, I believe you need to decide on one of Isaiah Jackson and Jalen Smith. Uh, and then I also could see maybe a, a brief shakeup in the backcourt, like a guy like Chris Duarte. Um, he was a guy I know a lot of scouts were intrigued with and considering at the trade deadline. Um, but also right now, his value is probably as low as it's been just because of the injuries and in, in his contributions. But um, those, those are the two main things I could see. And then if you want to talk about veterans, I, I have a difficult time imagining you bring back both George Hill yeah. and, and James Johnson. I think that's an overlap, but they would absolutely have one of them. And to me, George Hill makes a ton of sense. He's told me he wants to be here at least another three years, and then he wants a role beyond that with the franchise if Herb Simon and Steve Simon are willing. So that's intriguing. However, Tyrese Halliburton, one of his best friends, is James Johnson, and he's <laughs> been an incredible veteran on the team. So I don't overlook that. It's not an easy decision, but those are kind of three areas where you could clean up one roster spot from each. I realize that the, the where the ping-pong balls fall, and they never fall in favor of the Indiana Pacers, um, but where the ping-pong balls fall largely determines whom you're going after in the draft. So I'm not going to ask you about a whom. I'm going to ask you about a position. As of now, you say, all right, here's the position the Pacers need to draft coming up in June. I think the first spot would be power forward. How long have we talked about rebounding being an issue, about the team needing to be more physical, uh, enabling Miles to truly be himself at that five spot and not playing, you know, two centers at the four and five. So a a position they really haven't had since Thad Young and then David West before him. Um, So power forward would probably be number one. And then a a true wing, two-way player out on the wing uh, is also up there with of most importance and I think that's probably more likely with that first pick just because of the importance that's probably the most important position in the league anymore and also there seem to be a ton of options right there at the top of the draft at that spot again Scott Agnes Fieldhouse Files and occasionally 1075thefan.com as well um, if there's no play-in game what are you going to do with yourself like as of April the 10th you actually would get free time out of this whole deal buddy <laughs> A little bit, but the reality is it's just a more unpredictable schedule. Instead of our days being known as like game day and not game day, which is what I'm currently <laughs> at right now, then then you just hope you don't get a random call or text or 
uh, you know, press release about something. Um, uh, you know, uh, that's what you're looking forward to in the, the offseason. And it allows you – that's when I really dive more into the draft. Right now it's pure NBA, whether it's Pacers, whether it's the rest of the league, the playoff stakes. That's when I'll really try to go onto YouTube and, and game film and synergy and try to get a better understanding of the draft. So, yes, it does clear up, but there's plenty of other ways to fill the time here. There you go, my friend. Always good to catch everybody. I'll see you soon. You bet. Thanks, Greg. Again, Scott Agnes, Fieldhouse Files. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. There is never a slow time in his job at 56th Street. As free agency is winding down, his focus now goes towards the draft coming up on April 27th, 28th, and 29th. It is the radio voice of the Indianapolis Colts. It's Matt Taylor. Hello, my friend. How are you? Good, Greg. What's going on? Well, you know, uh, we might be fighting some some cell phone gremlins with you, so hopefully you're in the right portion of the building where they're not blocking your signal today. That's right. I can I can try to tractor beam all the Verizon signal to the building into my cell phone as we speak right now for the next 10, 15 minutes. Hopefully we can make it through. If not, I'll call you back. But, yeah, you never know what nooks and crannies of the building you're going to lose out on either Wi-Fi coverage or cell coverage because it's, it's massive, it's sprawling, but we'll do our best. There are, by the way, three different HVAC systems that run through the Colts complex, in case you're wondering about the three, three at, at, like, at least, um, yeah. because like of different editions of the years. years ago, there was three. Now there's 37 <laughs> of them, apparently. Uh, and as Matt emails me every Thursday, uh, our conversation is brought to you by Verizon, the 5G network that America relies on, uh, because that's <laughs> seared into my brain as the host of, of the Colts postgame show. Um, all right, so... Um, there haven't been these huge splashes in free agency, but there have been additions nonetheless. Let's kind of work backwards. Isaiah McKenzie, he met with the media today. What are your expectations for what the veteran from Buffalo brings to the table here in Indianapolis? Yeah, no, I think as of right now, you sort of pencil him in as that main slot receiver, that replacement for Paris Campbell, uh, a guy that's got a lot of durability in the last five years with the Buffalo Bills. He's only missed two games. Um, he's, he's a shorter guy, shorter than the Colts have had, uh, in their wide receiver core the last couple of years. I think he's only five foot eight, about a buck 80, but he's very quick. Uh, he's got four, four speed and the Buffalo bills have been really creative at how they use him. They use him uh, obviously in the slot. They split him out wide, but they use him in the gadget games, some jet sweeps, uh, line them up in the backfield as well. He's got 47 career carries as a sort of hybrid player, uh, you know, guy that can, you know, again, carry the football. He can, uh, he's big with, with yards after the catch. So I think with his speed, his durability, and his versatility, you should also mention, too, that he is a 
has been a kickoff return man, maybe more importantly to the Colts, a punt return guy in the past, and that's big because they really haven't had a consistent punt returner, ironically, since they traded Naeem Hines to the Buffalo Bills. That's where McKenzie comes from in free agency. Um, after they signed a couple of wide receiver free agents uh, there in Buffalo this past week, made him available uh, to the Colts to sign him in free agency. So um, I like it in terms of skill, versatility, durability, as I said. And, you know, I talked to him today. He said that he really has uh, no qualms with the Colts not knowing what they're going to do at quarterback right mm-hmm. now. He's like, I played, I played with a lot of different quarterbacks, a lot of different guys, a lot of different offenses. I can adapt. I can make it work. I can be a playmaker for just about anybody. It's my job to get open. It's my job to make plays. And so from that standpoint, whether it's Gardner Minshew or a rookie quarterback or whatever, Isaiah McKenzie is happy to be here, happy to you know, link up with Shane Steichen, Jim Bob Cooter within the offense, you know, those two guys kind of orchestrating things. Um, but this is a, a, a playmaking, speedy wide receiver for the Colts and a guy that um, kind of a new toy that they can play with and, and uh, come up with creative ways to get him the football in space. All right, Michael Pittman Jr., Alec Pierce, Ashton Doolin, Isaiah McKenzie. Any other additions you think likely to come from a draft class, or could there be another veteran brought in at the wide receiver position? Yeah, from a free agent standpoint, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see on that one. But I would not be shocked at all to see the Colts invest high in the draft, either in the second round or third round, assuming they hang on to that first-round pick and don't trade up and have to give up you know, assets uh, that they could use to draft wide receivers in this draft. I mean, I think it makes a lot of sense if the Colts go the route of picking a quarterback in the first round to pair that guy up with a young, dynamic, playmaking wide receiver that's the same age, you know, same rookie contract. Those guys kind of going through the same things in terms of acclimating into the league and and all of that. So I think kind of like that Andrew Luck, T.Y. Hilton you know, comparison or or analogy you want to use when those guys got really close and built that bond throughout their entirety uh, with their careers here in Indianapolis. So I think it makes a lot of sense for the Colts to address that in the draft. Um, but obviously, you know, the need and their evaluation, they have to match up. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. But no, not at all. I would not be shocked to see that for the Colts uh, to continue to add weapons for potentially a, a rookie quarterback next year to kind of take some of that responsibility and all of that pressure off of that guy as, as best the Colts can. How much interaction have you had a chance to have with either Coach Steichen, offense coordinator, obviously Gus Bradley you know back from a year ago, but new position coaches, et cetera. What sort of interaction have you had with those new faces and, and new you know names in the building, so to speak? Yeah, so obviously, you know, talk with off to the side, Shane Steichen a little bit at the Combine, met him uh, and interact with him sort of on the record interview-wise his first day on the job when he came in and, you know, was put through the car wash of having to meet with the press and do interviews. He came back to the studio that day uh, and and did an interview with us here on Colts.com. So that's really been the extent of it with Shane Steichen. Obviously, he's a busy guy. As soon as he, he was hired, he was kind of behind the eight ball you know, taking the Eagles to the Super Bowl and then getting the job, having to fill out a staff and then having to watch all of this tape on in-house free agents, getting up to speed on the 2023 NFL draft class, kind of the same thing with Jim Bob Cooter. So we've had the chance to talk to all of the 
new coaches on the staff, primarily guys on the offensive side of the ball with Cam Turner, the quarterback's coach, Brian Mason, the special teams coach, Tony Sperano Jr. is now the offensive line coach. So all of these guys have come down and talked with us and did uh, you know formal, formal interviews uh, for audio and for video. So it's kind of a get-to-know-you piece. But all these guys are – you know, for the most part, young guys, you know, they're, they're under the age of 40, taking on new responsibilities. And they've been in the NFL before. Like, if you look at guys like Cam Turner and Tony Sperano, they've, they've been, uh, in, in, in the case of Sperano, he's been an assistant offensive line coach really for the last six years. But now he is the guy. He is the permanent offensive line coach. So these are guys that have been around the league for a while, but they're taking on bigger roles or stepping into roles for the first time. And so from that standpoint, it's exciting as they try to, again, collaborate with Shane Steichen and, and fix this offense from last year that um, just quite honestly wasn't up to snuff, didn't score enough points, and uh, did not, um, you know, wasn't able to keep the Colts in these games when the defense was playing well. But then obviously that, that unit fell off the cliff towards the end of the season. So it's exciting to see, you know, some some fresh guys with fresh perspective and all the innovation and creativity they might bring as, as young guys under the age of 40. Again, Matt Taylor, voice of the Indianapolis Colts. Greg Rakestraw with you on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Um, the fact that Stephon Gilmore is moving on, not overly a surprise. Again, it's not because of his level of play. His level of play was fantastic. You understand the desire at an advanced age in the National Football League to play on a team that you think is closer to a Super Bowl, and I think the Cowboys obviously would fit that bill going into 2023. What does the cornerback position now look like for the Indianapolis Colts? Yeah, right now I would say you know, that's one of those positions that's you know, still kind of in flux, TBD, on what the Colts are going to do there and you know who those starters, who those key contributors for next season are going to be because you're right, Stephon Gilmore – even though he's going into age 33 season in the NFL, there's no denying he was top five best players for the Colts last year. Consistent, reliable, durable. I mean, he played a career-high number of snaps. I think it was like over 1,100 snaps last year on defense. And he made some game-changing and game-winning plays for the Colts down the stretch. And Without him now in that back end, it is Dallas Flowers, it's Isaiah Rogers, it's Tony Brown, it's Kenny Moore. And Kenny's trying to bounce back from a frustrating season last year, frustrating in the sense that, you know, those were the words he used to describe it at the end of the season. You know, he said he just he just didn't gel uh, within the scheme for whatever reason. He was really disappointed in himself. He wasn't even able to get a single interception last year. So I think person uh, from a from an individual standpoint, Kenny Moore is looking to bounce back uh, and 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 do something big in year number two under Gus Bradley. Um, but Tony Brown's back in free agency, but he was primarily a special teams guy in special team snaps. Uh, but I know they're high on Isaiah Rogers. Same thing with Dallas Flowers, who had to play more on defense towards the end of last year. Uh, but again, the cornerback depth. Uh, of this draft class is really good. I mean, all the people that you talk to about the draft say how deep this corner group is and how you can get some really good value, maybe even, you know, rounds three and four, some guys come in and maybe platoon or, you know, be a key contributor for uh, for you in the secondary. Uh, but also in the same uh, vein there in the secondary, in the back end, 
know, safety is a sneaky position kind of need as well. I mean, I know you got Julian Blackman coming back and Rodney Thomas, uh, but but what do you do with with Rodney McLeod? I mean, he's still a free agent and played so good for you last year. So you have to make a decision, you know, in, in that regard. He was a starter for you from about week three on. And then also, too, you know, with, with McLeod's decision, how much does uh, Nick Cross factor into that as well? I mean, we really didn't see a whole lot of him past training camp in the early part of the season, kind of re- relegated to special teams work. Uh, you know, is it time for him to grow and baptism by fire? Because the Colts are really high on him. I mean, he's an athletic freak. They moved up high in the draft to get him, moved up in the th- – We may have lost Matt's cell phone. He was going from the cornerback position, the safety position. He was flying through the Colts' defensive depth chart on us and then – Poof, up and gone. I was getting ready to get my next question lined up for him. And see, now instead of calling from his cell phone, now he calls from his office line. The wise move from a landline, though he still exists, by the way. Matt Taylor calls us back here on the Fan Midday Show on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Your safety depth chart breakdown was fantastic, by the way. <laughs> You, you were in mid-flow on that. I'll, I'll go ahead and move on to the next question. So we literally have talked around every position, and now we get to the quarterback spot. What sort of homework are you doing six weeks out? I guess it's five weeks out now before draft day. What sort of scouting are you doing for three or four potential quarterback options that could be there for the Colts at pick number four? Just strengths. Uh, just trying to know who these guys are sort of on and off the field, what they bring to uh, their potential new homes. And we're going to have a draft show coming up. We're going to have, we're going to go live again, uh, do pick by pick uh, analysis and, and a draft show on Thursday, August 27th, I think it is. And then the 28th is on Friday. So we're going to be live with you pick by pick uh, from the start of round one until the end of round three on Friday. Friday night. So excited about that. Rick Venturi's coming back. Joe Wrights is going to be with us on radio. You can hear it all here on, on the fan, 93.5, 107.5, the fan. And uh, working hard, getting ready for the show. We're making our draft profiles, you know, our audio profiles once uh, picks are selected. So we'll have those and kind of do a nice little production value to the show. And then, you know, basically just tee it up for Rick because Rick's watching four hours of tape every day. (laughs) As you know, Greg, from the middle of January until uh, the the draft, uh, you know, that that first round of the draft on Thursday, he's going to have it all ready to go on his old school notebook, pen and paper. And uh, he'll have all of his analysis written down there and ready to spew it all out. So, you know, I'm, I'm doing the nuts and the bolts and uh, being air traffic control that night and getting everything logistically ready to go and then turn it over to Rick and Joe for uh, the, the pros pro analysis of the former coach, the former player, putting things into perspective. So excited about it. I think we do a really good job. I'm always proud of that show. I mean, Casey Vallier does an unbelievable job of, of preparing for it and getting us set, getting us ready to go with all the production work and everything. I, I try to help as best I can, but I just kind to stay out of his way because as you know he's got a process he's got a plan he's got to organize he sticks to it but um yeah that's always one of the most entertaining and fun weekends of the year some long days long nights long hours but it's fun especially this year when you're talking about the magnitude of the draft and the ramifications it can have on the colts really for the next five ten years all right life is full of things 
things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. So with that, are you or Casey or both of you going to change your hairstyle, whether it's on the top of your head or on the face, to mimic a Gardner Minshew look? Is that possible? <laughs> uh, you know me. I, I, if I tried to grow facial hair, it would take me about three years. I think I have ah chest hair. Um, so that's that's really not in the cards for me. Um, and I think also, too, I've had the same haircut since I was 10. So at this point, it's not going anywhere. But Gardner Minshew came in here, man, and, like, he's just so comfortable and and just cool and chill with who he is and, who you know, just his persona. I mean, he came in here wearing a, a hoodie and shorts and a hat, and, like, he just signed a – a contract in the NFL, but like he's just a cool, down-to-earth, chill guy. You wouldn't know he's uh, you know one of the top you know forty best quarterbacks in the NFL, and a guy that's potentially maybe going to start next year for the Colts, depending on how this all goes. Just super laid back, super nice. Could not have been you know more kind and and more you know thoughtful and and giving with his time when he when he talked with us last week after he signed his free agent deal. So he's just one of those guys you look forward to dealing with and talking to and and being around and learning around uh, next year in the locker room for the Colts. All right, so Casey Valier, gross Fu Manchu. Got it. Okay, we, we, we've, we've committed to that. What's before, before I let you go, what's the overall feeling in the building right now? Because let's face it, 2022 was not fun. It was not the year that anybody expected. You've had some turnover, some not, and, and, and obviously a, a lot of the direction is going to be decided as to are the Colts picking three, are the Colts picking four, are the Colts picking someplace else? Is it a quarterback? Is, is it not? And so I, I realize that some changes have been made, but there's a lot more to go. What's the feeling like in, in, in the building and on 56th Street right now? No, it, it's a good question. I, I, think, I think what should give Colts fans some level of, of hope after just a very disappointing season, like there's no other way to classify it. I mean, it was just a roller coaster of a year. You're, you're 4 12 and 1. You know, you lose to Minnesota in the fashion that you did. The fourth quarter in Dallas, the head coach gets fired, offensive coordinator, you know, three different quarterbacks, all of that. I mean, I don't need to rehash it all. I mean, everybody knows uh, what happened, and, and most Colts fans lived it, you know, on a week to week basis. But you know, what I always go back to, Greg, there's been, whatever the number is, like 30, 32 consecutive years, there, has, there have been at least four teams make the playoffs that did not the year before. 30, 32 consecutive years, at least four teams make the postseason every year that didn't the year prior. And that number this year in the NFL playoffs, there were 14 teams that made the postseason. Half of the field, seven of the 14 teams 
made the playoffs this year that didn't in 2021. So the parity is there. You know, it's it's not like baseball or basketball, man. You can you can turn it around real quick, especially if you get the head coach figured out and certainly get the quarterback figured out. Tweak some things with personnel and free agency, which the Colts have done. Uh, you know, you go back to the, the Cincinnati Bengals. Like, they were going to fire Zach Taylor. Then all of a sudden, here comes Joe Burrow in his second year. They go to the AFC Championship game. So, like, the narrative and, like, our perspective on things can change in a hurry in the NFL. And hopefully that's what happens with with this Colts team because – you know, listen, since 2014, they don't have any AFC South championships. Uh, they are, I think, record-wise, like 61-68-1 since their last AFC South title. Uh, every team in the division has won at least two AFC South titles since the Colts last won one. Um, so I think everybody understands the urgency. Everybody understands, like, the time is now. Um you know, certainly things have not gone the way anybody scripted them. And it's just, you know, hopefully it's one of those things where the Colts can build up some momentum, some consistency, and some continuity, again, especially at quarterback this offseason, to get off to a good start in 2023 and just see where it goes. Uh, because, again, it's it's been – this upcoming season, Greg, as you know, it's going to be seven consecutive years. Week one, the Colts have a different yep. starting quarterback. And that's going to remain true this year because, you know, uh, Matt Ryan's not here. And it's either going to be Gardner Minshew or Sam Ellinger or a rookie quarterback, whatever. Um, so now it's it, it's time to kind of put it all together, lay the foundation, and see where the Colts can take this thing and hopefully get back to relevance and competitive dominance sooner than later because that's what the owner wants that's what the fans want and uh it's just it's just more fun and it's just easier as you know greg to do all this and talk about all this when you got a winner as compared to you know the drama and the turmoil that has surrounded this team since 2019 of all of your friends that you could be talking with about that conversation about how much easier to talk about you're talking to the right guy i know believe me I understand it, and you and you have to make definitive, uh, you know, proclamations, and you have to be able to sum things up quicker than anybody else because you're literally talking, you know, five minutes after the game is over. So I'm. I'm right there with you, pal. Let's put it this way. I feel for you, and you do a fantastic job of it. We had more pre-show meetings this year than any other year on this program. (laughs) (laughs) Ever. I know. I'd like to to have those again. Let's put our heads together and make sense of this all. Hopefully you don't have to do that anymore. There you go, buddy. As always, thanks for the time. I know you got some downtime coming up. Enjoy it. I will see you in April. Safe travels, buddy. Yeah, you too. Thank you. I appreciate you. You got it again. Matt Taylor, the voice of the Indianapolis Colts.